live? No. So now we just... are. Hey, welcome to By the Rail Side Podcast, where I hit the start stream button instead of record. Uh, I'm Zach. That's I'm, Jordan. I'm Jordan. <laughs> I guess I can't talk shit because I don't know the streaming setup, so I'm going to press something. Are we live? Yeah. Are we recording? Just take a guess. Fuck it. Do it like an old person. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit. Uh go follow us on all our all our socials. And uh and uh I'm gonna have to run in like ten minutes for just a quick second to pick my food up. Off the ground. Cause that's where the the DoorDash person's gonna put it. Oh, I thought you were just making a farm animal joke like No. You're a pig and you're gonna eat your food off the ground. They eat out of troughs. Some of them do. If I had a trough some farmers don't don't provide troughs. They just They're cheap. shovel shit into the pen. They're cheap. Yeah. Pigs are easy to deal with. They're Unless s- you're smart. Uh, African American. <laughs> Get it? Like cops. Yeah. They kill way too many people. <laughs> and get away with it. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's only an eight-week program, right? There's Three, a woman in the States, a woman cop that just got sentenced to two years in prison. We're killing a young black man. That's it? She only got two years? Yeah. I needed to finish that sentence. <laughs> what is it? That's it? Yeah. She only killed a black man? <laughs> no, that's... Two years for yeah. killing someone. Yeah. But if I did it, I'm getting probably life. Probably. That's one experiment I don't think I want to run yet. Just gotta be a cop. What if I say I'm a cop? Go to cop school. It's, no, it's it way work. worse in Canada. You have to have a degree. Yeah, criminal and then, justice. And then do a thing. Yeah. Because our cops are actually trained. Yeah, because they want smart people determining the lives of others. I just love it in the States when someone's filming buildings and shit on the public sidewalk. And the cops come out they're like, you can't, you can't do that. I'm in public. I can film in public legally. Yeah. No, you, no, you can't. You can't film private buildings like that. Do you not know about security cameras, sir? Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, speaking of security, uh, we watched Eternals, and you're like, whoa, what's up with that transition? Uh, they secured us from the deviants. No. Yeah. They secured our future. Yeah, from the deviants. I don't think the deviants were a threat to all sentient life because they needed 100%. us to, to munch on, right? They would ate us all. We wouldn't have been able to spread like the plague we are. Hell yeah. We're getting close. I hope yeah. the Eternal comes out this year. You mean the Celestial? Whatever. <laughs> Something blow up this fucking planet. <laughs> a Russia. Russia is the Celestial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Red Online. They're playing in the biggest war since 1945. Hell, yeah. Which is good. It'll be good for the economy. You know, <laughs> good for the Earth, I think, because it'll decrease population by a lot. Do we got to collect metal? No. So that, yeah. We're, I'm well, front line, bro. Nah. With a know. sniper. <laughs> I'm on the front lines with a sniper. They're gonna they're gonna train me or they'll test me. They'll be like, "Hey, get on that treadmill." I'll be like, "I'm already wheezing thinking about that." <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take a step up onto the treadmill. <sighs> you guys got like an orange or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need some calories, quick. <laughs> oh, 
Eternals. What a good Marvel movie. It wasn't one of the greats, but I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You don't think it's one of the greats? No, there's a lot of uh, jumping around. There's not a lot. Like, there's some stuff happening in the scenes, but there's very few scenes that are just, like, super impactful. It's good. It's definitely a, a good movie, but for the, the next set of whatever phase they're in or whatever they're doing, I don't think it tops um, some of the other ones that have come out so far. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's probably not going to be one of the, like, iconic Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but that's because it's not, like, the... It's not like the beginning of a phase or the beginning of the, the entirety of the MCU or, I guess, the conclusion of, of phases. Um, I thought it was really, really good, though. Like, uh, better than some of the other Marvel movies I've seen, for sure. Um, I think there is impactful scenes in it. You just gotta sort of read between the lines or look for the, uh, the underlying message. Yeah. Um, like when uh, Icarus said to... The I Druig, I always thought it was Druic. Yeah, it was a G. It's weird. Uh, I should have killed you seven thousand years ago. I was like, that's relatable. Yeah. Uh, that I really don't understand how. Uh, well, there's also the fact that the leader was was keeping everything like the the true purpose of the mission from everyone else. Yeah, consistently. Yeah. So does that mean she just she was the only one allowed to keep her memories? Um, maybe, yeah. I think it's only the leader that knows the true mission. Yeah. Um, and then if they choose to, to tell the group, then, then they do. Uh, like, she at least told Icarus the mission for this planet. I don't think he knew, um, everything. Because yeah. I don't think he had all his memories. Because I'm assuming him and Cersei were, like, a, a thing before on the, the last couple planets. Yeah. The last couple million years. Yeah, I don't think he had. Uh, um, he definitely didn't have his memories because the only the time he found out was in Babylon. So that was like. That was seven thousand years after they got there. Because he said yeah. that's what like the timeline was kind of eh for me, because Druig says uh, in Babylon like I, I can't I can't remember the exact line, but he mentioned seven thousand years, like we've been here for seven thousand years. Um, and then later on in like 2019 or wherever the fuck the, the, the present was in this movie, they said 7,000 years again. So I don't know if it just been 14,000 years since they got there or they just messed up that line. That's possible. Um, yeah, it's probably just bad writing on that one. But yeah, it was just... Uh, um, the timeline was definitely all over the place. At least the... Uh, I like the Deviants. Um, they were uh, at least, like, neat-looking and sort of, like, different and showed uh, um, how they evolved, especially when... Um, oh, fuck. I can't even think of his name. Ashram. Uh, Aslan. No, that's the lion oh. from the Lion of the Wardrobe. Fuck! Uh, you got this. You can do this. Arishim? Arishim, yeah. I think that's how you spent or sp- um, sp- sp- pronounced it. Yeah, when he was telling Cersei uh, the big plan for everything, and then she realized, oh, fuck. Um, it was 
it was pretty cool how it showed like the, the them becoming an apex predator and you sort of get that as like little foreshadowing in the beginning when she's talking to the to the history class um and telling them hey like we're asking what an apex predator is and explaining it and then you see the lead deviant actually turn into this apex predator by sucking out the powers of the eternals that's how you do it you're telling me that i could suck off the rich and famous and gain their powers <laughs> and they might die come here bezos yeah get the fuck over here bezos you and gates yeah where's my lip chat fuck that my, my lips ain't gonna be checked yeah. after that <laughs> I have a tub of vaseline that yeah. i carry with me at all times name brand vaseline yeah. not even no name i can afford it i'm a multi-billionaire after it's after the deed's done, you just turn into Ace Ventura. My horn is a man. <laughs> walking out of the room. Oh, righty then. <laughs> the fuck is that guy walking like that? Oh, he's a multi-billionaire now. Yeah. Walk a, however I want. Walk. By the 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 Amazon rainforest. Seventy-five percent of the U.S. Amazon Rainforest is uh, is shrinking real quick. Yeah, but I'll buy it, and then I'll stop that. I'll make it grow. Plant some trees with some guns. There's got to be a way you can, like, form a seed into a bullet-esque shape. Yeah, well, as long as you fire it fast enough. It doesn't even have to be that fast. Will... It just has to get to the ground, right? Yeah. Well, I know, I, I don't know the, the exact species, but I know that there was a very, uh, it was a small mammal, and there was a rampant, uh, like, plague going through their, the species that was threatening it. Um, and they <laughs> fired uh, vaccine-laced M&Ms out of, like, paintball guns at them. <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck? And then they saw, it was like, oh shit, M&Ms. And then they ate them, and they yeah. got vaccinated. Do you think we could do that for... <laughs> No, because they, they well, you'd have to you have to un or, or revert the green M M&M and M back because they're probably pissed off about that. It's not sexy enough. Yeah, and then once you do that, then you start giving them green M and M's. Oh no, here's what you do. Okay, so I do know the uh, the not mythology, but the the backstory for the green M M&M. and uh, M. But if you want to fix it so that it is sexy, you take two of the mini green m&ms and you put it on a regular size green m&m then it looks like boobs and then all the the straight anti-vaxxers will be like yo green titties <laughs> the only thing you got to worry about is <laughs> the multiple taking like multiple doses of the vaccine that may not be as effective or counterproductive um, ends them yeah which i mean hey they do whatever you got to do um, so as you go get your food, I guess I'll, I'll explain to the audience the, the origins of the green M&M. Uh, so when, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, when the M&Ms, like, first came out, uh, there was a rumor that started that uh, green M&Ms raised your libido. Uh, so uh, that's that's uh, when M&Ms stuck onto that, and they're like, you know what, we can profit off this. We're going to turn the green M&M into a... Uh, sentient being and give her thigh highs and and uh 
What are those fucking things called? High heels. I was going to say stilettos. But yeah, that, that's pretty much where it came from. Uh, stupid people back in the day were just like, yo, I heard that green M&Ms make you horny. And everyone else is like, you know what? I could see that. It's I could definitely see that. Mind over matter. Or oysters. Oysters apparently do the same thing. Yeah, I feel like the only the only reason why that like raises your libido, quote unquote, is because it's basically like knocking back a cum shot. <laughs> <laughs> like just put your load in a shell. There you go. Close your eyes. Take a uh, take a swig. What's the difference? Speaking of green M M&M, M, do you think that's why Cersei's green, like her suit, just to get Icarus all riled up? Could be. Uh, I don't know if the color green is like a, it was considered an aphrodisiac, or if it was just green M and M's. Green means go. It does with consent with cars. Ah. Um. Usually, the the other person telling you go means go <laughs> with humans. <laughs> Uh, and I say usually because there's some people that get those wires crossed. Like, hey, no, don't do that. And the guy hears, we're going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> get it together, guys. Consent is sexy. Yeah. I feel weird. I don't like that. <laughs> That's why we don't say it. I like consent, but I don't like saying <laughs> consent is sexy because I feel like I'm a 80-year-old librarian ex- explaining sex to teenagers. Yeah. They don't need that. They have the internet. I think this was the first um, MCU movie that uh, had sex in it. Like, outright. It was, like, definitely implied. Like, in the first Thor movie, like, they probably smashed. For probably? Sure. She fucking sure. rode him and his hammer. Yeah. And the hammer pulled him off. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But, yeah, this is the one that it had that. It had uh, openly um, gay character with husband make out. And not uh, only was it a gay character, I thought it was very, very nice the way they did it. Because, like, most movies, that I, I feel like the studio would be like, okay, we're going to have this white dude marry a white dude and have three of those tiny little rat dogs. Yeah. But this one, they were like, you know what? Person of color marries a person of color. And uh, I don't know if it was an adopt- adoption or they did like a a surrogate yeah. for the child. Um, but they had a, a, a person of color child as well. That's fucking... Yeah. Um, and also, I think the... I think the... Uh, uh, Fastos' husband, I think he was um, Muslim or Arabian. One of those? I, I, I don't know the, the language he was speaking, but it was definitely something I wouldn't have yeah. expected to see in a movie. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why this movie was not allowed to be released in China yeah. or India. Yeah. Um, it's cause, uh, probably a few other ones. Yeah, there's probably a lot of places that didn't release this movie strictly because of the all-inclusiveness. Um, because I know... Uh, according to the internet and the Chinese government, plug my phone here. Lesbians uh, and and LGBT people don't exist in those countries. Yeah, that's a an, an American uh, ideology. And Russia, it's a, it's illegal. 
Is it actually? Yeah, yeah, they have a law, an anti-gay law. What the fuck? No wonder they're starting a war. They're so angry. They can't yeah. be themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Putin's probably, like, big homo. <laughs> well, yeah, Vladimir Putin takes it up as Vladimir Tutin, you yeah. know? That's what his, his buddies call him. That's why he's got, like, all those different villas and everything. It's like, this yeah. one is for, for my boys, and this one is for the boys that do me. Yeah. Different houses for different spouses. Yeah. I also feel Light like they did down. it very well. Like, it wasn't... It didn't seem like a, a forced thing. Um, like, you're just like, no, we have to... We need to have this. They're just like, we'll have it written. The... Um, the deaf character, Makari, was really well done. Like, they actually got, like, I'm pretty sure, an actual deaf person in there. Um, which is also something they did, too, in Hawkeye. Like, it's it seems that they're very much want to be um progressive but not a forced progression on the like so that you're just like come on we can tell you're just you're doing it just to do it yeah and a lot of that like uh in in some movies it's it's also like shoved down your throat like um the the studio will be like oh we're very inclusive we have an lgbtq character let's see if you can spot them and it's just like some dude prancing down a hallway head to toe in rainbows uh wiping a little something off his lip um they they did it they crushed it in this movie i think um there was uh there was some issues i think with the with makari though um only with her doing scenes with like characters that weren't there uh so like animated characters and stuff like that i think it was a lot harder for her to get that because there's no no frame of reference for the person for her. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't have just like had some dude there, like telling her the lines that are being spoken. Like it's very easy to put a dude in a green screen, uh, like a, a morph suit, a green morph suit, and like tell her the lines that are being said. Yeah. Um, but that's something for for the future of Hollywood. Yeah. Something I'd I'd like to see more in movies is write the characters all gender neutral yeah um and just pick the best actor for it uh i can't think of any examples that have done that i think they i think they did it pretty well miss like the uh i think most of the internals at least in the comics were were dudes like or they weren't yeah i I remember looking it up in the in that Marvel encyclopedia thing that I had. But yeah, it would be nice to see where you're just like, okay, it's just it'd be the same thing as like any like job or anything like that. Just here's your position, here's the resumes, don't have any um identifiers on there other than just the achievements mm-hmm. and then you pick the best candidate for that. And the same thing with that having the general excuse me, neutral role. You're just like, all right, whatever actor is going to do this the best, we'll go from there. Yeah. I think the only tough part is is when you have, um, like, if you've written your script to have, like, um, certain romantic things or, uh, like, certain relationships and stuff like that, it makes it a little bit tougher. But um, you just have to be a better writer. Yeah, like, there's absolutely no 
no reason. I don't know why. I got it in my head. Uh, I think that Ripley from Alien, that they did that. Like, they didn't have anyone specific in mind. They just wrote the character and then auditioned a bunch of different people of varying genders and lifestyles and orientations. Uh, and then they picked Sigourney Weaver uh, as yeah. the best character. You know, she's 70. Yeah. And did you know that I'd still hit? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Her? Helen Mirren? Oh, yeah. Dream Team, bro. I would no doubt rupture something before either of them would. I would die happy. All right. Beggy's smile. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, some good looking women. You don't And we didn't even, like, like, they weren't even in our, um, like, I wouldn't say that they're prime in acting, but, like, their time when they were big wasn't during our, like, watching times. Our formative years, yeah. yeah. Sigourney Weaver, maybe a little bit, but that's only because, like, we watched horror movies when we were younger, so we saw, like, the, the alien movies, and we didn't realize that she was probably in her 40s then. Yeah. Oh, she's 70 now, right? Yeah, she's 70 now. Alien so, came out in, like, the 80s. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, around that, yeah. 30s, 40s. But even still, when you're a kid, someone who's 30 is fucking ancient. Yeah. Which is horrifying to me now. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> You're already there, and I was, like, counting down the days. Like, I wake up, and I'm like, well, like, it was another day in my yeah. 20s. That's yeah, funny. the only thing that balances me out now is that, like, I've got, like, either tight muscles or something in my right hip. But then, and so I don't limp that way, I rolled my left ankle. So now I just, it's just a, it's about it's just a weird hobble. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, you know, fight through it, you know. I've had a, a knee injury since I was, like, early 20s, and I didn't go to the hospital for it because I had to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I didn't realize that you could hurt yourself that way. Like, what the way I'm sitting now, this is exactly how I did it, and I really hope, if it happens, you can hear the pop, because last time it was very loud. This is what I did. I was sitting like this. I did that. Yeah. But I think I put my leg out more, and there was a very loud pop, and then so much pain. Yeah, and it just it's been fucked ever since. Uh, actually, about a month ago, I uh, I was fucking around in my truck, and I slipped. Like I was only on my left leg, and I slipped, and my knee made a very loud popping sound again, and then it was just like I like doing heroin. I guess I don't know. I, there was just a wave of relief that came over me. I was like, I've never felt this good. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what I assume like heroin and hard drugs feel like when you like mainline it. You just shove a fucking heroin needle in your juggler. Is that on yeah. this side? I don't know. I don't know what the um, is. So good. Just like watching yeah. this movie. <laughs> I'm getting off topic here. Uh, uh, yeah, this uh, I I did like the um, the differentiations in powers. I liked how um, with the Eternals, like there's not um, one singular person that has like all the powers, mm -hmm. and it sort of helped balance them out. Like Icarus was supposedly like the strongest one out of all of them, because um, his character has like super strength, flight, and Superman eyes, laser beams. Yeah, Psst. but he still 
got his ass handed to him by Makari, who just had speed. Yeah. Um, and he, it wasn't, like, a predictable speed, so whereas in, like, um, uh, the Justice League movie, um, when Superman gets brought back to life, and then he starts fighting all the other Justice League members, and he's able to see Barry running at top speed, whereas... Um, it's somewhat predictable for Icarus to stop Makari eventually, just because she you just you can predict the fighting style, just how Iron Man did with Captain America. Mm. But it was very much like, hey, if she gets you, like you're dicked. <laughs> I think the only one that stopped was the uh, the Deviant. Ended up um, was able to see her and catch her and. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know if he actually saw her or he was just like looking at her after image. But that's the thing; like he had the he had Gilgamesh's gauntlets. Yeah. Um. So all he had to do was what he did is just punch the ground because she was close enough. Like he definitely couldn't have caught her. Um. But you can destroy her footing, right? Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things for speeders. Like all you have to do is just destroy the footing, and they're fucked. Um. Something I do want to point out about Barry, I don't think that was his top speed. That's just like his his average fast speed because he like in the the schneider cut you do see he goes faster yeah um that's something I, i'd like to see more of uh like for makari i don't know it doesn't really show a variation in speed it's either just like she's getting up to speed at speed or just chilling um whereas with uh at least in the the show for the flash there's variations in speed like he's not always just 100 percent gunning it because if he does the world can come crashing down yeah. around him. Um, but yeah, I like most of it. I did have some issues with Icarus because, like, why the fuck would you give one three powers unless they're all like somewhat super strength? I think I think a lot of them do have like a, a decent chunk of super strength. Yeah, and then um, he's just the one that is supposed to be like the MCU or the Marvel. Um, Superman sort yeah. of version. I think that was the only reason why they did it. Because, like, there is... I think they kind of did it... Uh, they divided up powers, like, between fighters and, and support. Because um, you never really see Ajax do anything, like, super strength-wise. Um, she's mainly just heal. Uh, whereas Gilgamesh, Thena, and Icarus all have, like, the super strength. Um, even Cersei, I think she's more of like a support role because she never, uh, like if it was Gilgamesh or Icarus or Thena, I think they, they would have, when that, that giant fossil was falling on that child, they would have just caught it and then hucked it or some shit. But she's just, nope, you're sand now. Yeah. It was more like a, it was a balance role too. Yeah. So that way you're not having like everyone fight. You're like, okay, some people will take care of these things. Other people will actually battle the deviants Mm -hmm. um which was good i actually really liked how they dealt with the super speed in this because um what they did in like i didn't really like what they did in age of ultron with quicksilver um where it just sort of leaves like poofs of smoke Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where it's you have to do some sort of effect to show that they are moving at a insane speed yeah um 
Justice League does it by having lightning around the Flash, and that's yeah. sort of his his thing, his speed force, and that's his symbol is, is the lightning bolt. Um, this one here, it still had a bit of... Um, it almost seemed like lightning. It was definitely just light fragments um, with Makari, but there was nothing left over for the speed. Um, it showed her running, and it was like... Uh, the way her feet were moving, it actually seemed like she was running. Whereas I think in, in sometimes in the, uh, even with justice league, like you go to the zoom in when they're on the super speed and you can just see like, it looks like he's just moving his arms. Yeah. Like it's not actually going along or, or at some sort of pace. Or is this one Makari showed like that she was going fast and the body reflected, um, an actual run Mm -hmm. um i don't know how they did it because like i didn't see any like lightning or anything coming off her i noticed that um it kind of looked like she was in a force field which they do depending on which version of the flash you're looking at like i know i think in the cw show now uh the way they explain it is that barry uh because like the lightning for the flash is the speed force channeling through barry Mm -hmm. um and in the show they at some point i stopped watching after a while because it was just fucking god awful yeah um but they had they explained it that uh like barry can take other people into the speed force now because he has instead of it just channeling through him he has an aura of speed force around him and it sort of looked like she like she would have the, the the gold shit come out of her um that everyone has for their powers and i would thought it would just like it created a a force field around her that negated like wind resistance, gravity and shit like that. And that's why it may be even friction. That's how she can move so quickly. Yeah. Um, Cause it's always the gold shit comes out and then she's super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really explained. I would, I would like explanations on like why those powers for those people, or if it was just like when they woke up in the ship, they all chose a, a station and that's the powers that you got yeah um i also want to know if uh what's his name kinko kino uh oh kingu kingu yeah the the gun guy um i want to know if he has super strength or if it's just guns slash kamehameha's when he he's, has time to charge one up yeah yeah definitely some dragon ball z reference in this one. Oh yeah um, i'm very surprised he didn't like actually put a reference in it other yeah. than just like oh that's very reminiscent of, of dragon ball maybe they just had licensing issues or didn't want to ask for it yeah i feel like that's the ultimate compliment though like using something from another person's show uh while recognizing that it is from that yeah uh like in in the morbius trailer when he's just like i am venom and then starts giggling um it, it seems more like a compliment uh, as long as you let them know, obviously, beforehand. Like, if you're just going to steal their shit and then make yeah. money off it, it's a little scummy. Well, they did it. Uh, um, they have uh, Star Wars reference in this. Now, obviously, like, yeah, Disney owns both properties, but it's kind of cool. I think even in... Uh, um, was it No Way Home? One of the Spider-Man movies has... 
um, like the Empire Strikes Back is playing in the background on one of the TVs in in, uh, in like a bar or a restaurant or something oh, okay. like that. Um, which is kind of cool because then it shows like these things exist in the in the universes. Yeah, just like how technically Superman does exist in the Marvel universe because the um, Fastos' kid calls Icarus Superman. Yeah, and um, they go through that. Uh, I did like how it was very uh, consistent that no matter where they went to go find the other person, it was always. Oh, these are my friends from college. Yeah. Which was kind of cool, even without the, uh, um, like, because they, they separated. It wasn't in Babylon that they separated. It was, uh started with a T. I can't remember the. Titimungus. Yeah. Or maybe it was Babylon, and they just can't. They, the other one was when they got married. Um, no, there was three. Cause Babylon was like the blue city. Yeah. Uh, and then they got married in India somewhere, and then it was in the Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. because that's that's what like when they went back yeah. uh, to the never left. Yeah. Um, and they also said that like this is the last place we were all together. Yeah, and that even then like like you don't at that point you don't know what college is. Yeah, like they didn't have colleges, so it, it was cool that. Uh, if they heard that, they were just like, oh, okay. Because that's what uh, Sprite said when they went back to the village. And were like, yeah, we're looking for Druig. Oh, how do you know him? Oh, we're friends from college. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hey, Sprite. Which is... I guess it's, it might be a signal because all of them know, like, they've never been to college. Yeah. <laughs> they they never had a need to. Um, I, I did have questions about, like the accents uh like does that mean that all of those accents came from space were they programmed to to talk like that uh or like did they use the reference from a different planet or something like that like there's there's almost an infinite amount of questions like where they got the accents from because it's all the the celestials right yeah or is that yeah no eternals eternals no the the makers not the the peoples. oh the maker is the prime celestial <clears throat> yeah so it was a yeah. celestial that made them and i want to know where he got the accents from or if they yeah. just like pick them up on the way there yeah because they all they all well it was, it was their natural voices yeah which was kind of cool um made druig a little hard to understand at some points just because he had a he's got a heavy irish accent um but uh, yeah, it was neat, and it was almost like maybe that's where, like, they want to show where we got some of our ours from, yeah, and influence from. Um, but they also adapted to each language; like, it wasn't even um, like they imposed the language on on us because when they're in Babylon and uh, Icarus wanted to smash Cersei. Um, is he started to learn the language of yeah. the people? Because if he wanted to spend time with her, she was always with the people. So you gotta you gotta learn the language. You can't just be an overlord all the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a strange guy. He can't speak our language, I think, but he protects us from these weird, angry dogs. Yeah. I don't know. It just. It... 
I like that they didn't give them fake accents. Like it was just like, hey, you're playing this character, just just talk. Um, I didn't have any issues with Druig, but maybe that's because I watch anime. I don't know. I I I found I never never really had issues like hearing and understanding people with a heavy accent, unless it was like borderline they're still speaking a different language. Yeah. As long as it's English, I like nine times out of ten I could probably get it. Um, except for I think it's called the Glaswegian accent. It was a. It was only in one part that it was, and I think it's because it was. It, it was the part where they were trying to, or he finally stopped everyone from fighting. Yeah. And so it was like a. There was emotion in his voice, and there was a lot of words, sort of like all jumbled up together. So most of it I understood. It was just like the one part it seemed kind of mushy. Mm-hmm. But overall, like that guy did, like really well and for him being for the most part um in the like no name actor category for the mcu like a lot of times they bring in like either well-knowns or um some that are not as well known yeah sort of to mix them together because i haven't seen any of his other work um throughout because i think it's mostly just like local um UK productions and that. Well, let's but, find out. I got his filmography. Yeah. 35 things. Uh, he's going to be in The Batman. Oh. Officer Stanley Merkel. He's in Masters of Air. Uh, Sapphire, The Banshees of Inishirin. White. The Green Knight. Oh. I haven't watched that. I actually want to watch that. It's it's, he is scavenger. Apparently, it's a very weird movie. I don't know what it's about. I, I, I've never heard of it. Uh, he was in two episodes of Chernobyl. He was Pavel. I have watched that. I want to watch it again. That was a good series. Dunkirk. I don't think I've seen Dunkirk though. I fell asleep. Nice during it. Not like a war movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Christopher Nolan war movie. Like we've we've we don't have to keep doing that. Like no. I understand some people are like, Oh, you're doing another superhero movie, you're doing another comic movie. When I see like, oh, you're doing another movie about World War Two? Wow, so original. I wonder yeah. what battle it's gonna be about. Or oh, another gangster movie. Or just like like everything has their own subcategories. Yeah. How we just like just A stop being jealous that someone's doing things better than you. And they're making more money than you. Um, if you feel that way, go back to the indie scene and do like something like that. Also, it's just the it, it's just the way it is. It's the nerds and everyone that grew up on these comic books are now the ones making the movies. So making the the things that you love. Um, the people that are going to the cinema are going because it's a good story and it's a good time. And you know that there is infinite possibilities. Yeah. Um, and that's what we grew up on was um, TV shows and and, and and cartoons and stuff like that where things led to an, another thing. So it's um, whenever you watch, like, maybe not Criminal Minds is that, but um, we 
came up on like some reality shows like Survivor or, or Big Brother where you're like, oh, you got to watch the next episode to find out what happens. And so this is kind of what the MCU is doing is you watch the next thing to find out what happens to, to these characters that you just saw or, or what's going to happen next. It gets you excited. Whereas if I watch um, like The Last Duel, for instance, it's like, okay, it's just start to finish. All right, cool. But if you don't write it well or do it well, then it's like, well, why, why should I care? Because you gotta, you gotta flesh out characters. Like, Gladiator was one where, like, I don't know why they're doing a second one. Um, Didn't everyone die? Like, all yeah. the main characters died. Yeah. Was it in heaven this time? Like, I don't oh, know. he's gonna reunite with his family, but oh no, he's now reincarnated as a Chinese girl. Yeah, he's got to fight his way back to find his family. I don't know why, but that one, at least, like, it's a long movie, and you have the character development that you need to to give a shit about these characters, and it's, like, a nice, one-and-done, solid thing. But even now, sometimes these movie guys are writing the movies so that there can be a prequel, like, almost, like, leaving on a cliffhanger, and then you're just like, well, the studio cancels. You're like, well, fuck. Yeah. Like, now now I'm pissed because now I don't get to know what happens to these characters. Yeah. But. I don't know. I think there, there needs to be more original ideas or at least if you're going to take it from, like, a piece of media or real life, do something that hasn't been done. Like, a lot yeah. of people are like, oh, super, superhero movies have been done over and over again. It's like, yeah, but they're different characters. It's not like Superman, Superman 2, Superman but in red? Yeah. No, it's it's a different character and it's different storylines every single time. I'm sick of seeing, like, fucking World War II movies because I know what happened. The Nazis yeah. lost and then they moved to America and now they're thriving. Yeah. Do a movie about that. Like, show me Secret Hitler living in Brazil and his his uh, his children's children... The Trumps yeah. are now trying to win their second election. Yeah, or uh, like take stories like like I'll even watch stories about things that happen in the Bible, or the ones that are um, uh, like Greek mythology, or the I think the the Norsemen. I've seen some trailers on that, and it looks really good. And that's from the Norse mythology. If like. If you can't come up, like, if you are struggling to come up with an original idea that's going to bring people into the theaters to watch your movie, don't hesitate to do an adaptation of something. Just make sure that you do it well. Like, the, the, the Percy Jackson movies um, didn't do well. Yeah. Um, I personally enjoy them as just movies, but as, like, something that's supposed to be based off the books... Like, even the, the writer of the book was just like, I'm never seeing that. At, like, that's so far off course of what these characters that I wrote. And now he's directly involved in doing the show for Disney+. Plus. Oh, I didn't know they were doing a show. Yeah. I so read something about, like, Percy Jackson a while ago, but I didn't actually check what it was. Because I was like, man, I haven't seen those movies in forever. Yeah. Um, I, like, I get, like, for those ones specifically, they're a bit campy at times. Like, it's a bit on the nose, but... Uh, I never read the books, so I have no frame of reference other than, like, 
it was an all right movie for both of them. Yeah. Um, like I said, they're a bit campy at times, but yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. They need to take use the source material. Don't just like take the name and pick out three characters, Dark Tower, and then fuck everything up. Yeah. Like use their the book is there or the books are there. Just use the material. Yeah. There is there is more than enough books out there that you could you could make infinite movies and have something original every single time. Or at least an original story, because maybe nowadays there's not too much that is truly original. It's all just like riffs off of different ideas and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um like Mistborn. I would love to see a movie about that or a TV series about that. Yeah. And I think that's another thing that they're some of these directors are afraid of doing is jumping over to TV. Yeah. Like nowadays, especially with all the streaming platforms and stuff like that, like a lot of the TV shows that are coming out, maybe not so much uh, Netflix now, but Netflix was the pioneer of it from the start. But the, um, uh, like prime video, Amazon's like throwing a bunch of money into these TV shows on prime video. And for the most part, a lot of them that I've watched, I've not been, disappointed mm-hmm. uh reacher was great um oh, what was that one that we watched dad's the uh um alex Ryder. yeah that one was that way one better was than the good. movie <laughs> yeah um even the i think there was the i can't even remember what it was i i know i haven't watched the last episode um but panic was good uh it's the one with the girls on the island Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the lost or the last something. Yeah, but, like, like those are all good. The Disney Plus shows are, are, are great. Um, I know, I think I read some earlier today that they're looking lost at doing Wilds? another, um, like, Star Wars trilogy, but it's going to be, like, post, um, post-sequels or something like that. And someone wrote, just like, hey, whatever you're planning on doing, just let David Fillion and John Favreau do it and have Fillion as the as the main creative source. Yeah. Um, because, like, he was creative source for Mandalorian. He did the Clone Wars. Um, he did the Book of Boba Fett. Like, and it's, it's one of those things that goes back to make sure you're enjoying – and you let someone in charge who knows and takes pride in the source material and what they're doing. And it's, it's not a new thing either. Like, think about Band of Brothers. Like, I know I was just talking shit about World War II stuff, but that was one of the, like, one of the best pieces of media, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was, it was, I don't know if it was considered a TV show, but it was, like, it was a multi-series. Like, there was a bunch of fucking episodes and each one they nailed yeah that's when i don't have an issue with so much because it wasn't just like a oh it's d-day we're gonna show you d-day again but this time from a different ship's perspective like it was actually like the course throughout the war that was all right um i really think that tv in in most senses is superior to movies um for adaptions anyways yeah, because uh, there's not a lot nowadays that you can fit into one. 
um, like Eternals. I don't, I haven't seen the I haven't read the comics, but I'm like I know already that they dropped a lot of shit from the comics. Yeah. Um, the Dark Tower. Fucking god awful movie. You try to fit seven books into an a two hour movie where it was Not like even. an hour and a half, yeah. something just over. Yeah, it was real small. There's there's no excuse, I think. Like it, it can be done, it should be done. Do it the right way. Yeah, because you Don't... need time to flesh out like certain characters and like at least with uh um if it's an MCU film, it's almost like like a TV series. Yeah. Because you, you'll have them pop up here and there in different things so you can actually develop the characters a little bit more or mm. you know, hey, these ones are coming back in, in a second movie or something like that. Yeah. Of their own. But that's why, yeah, because a lot of, like there is a very big difference between Marvel movies and MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where like the MCU movies, I would uh, MCU I would equate to Band of Brothers because like as far as I understand, I haven't seen all of it. Um, but it's not always following the same people. It's like this is Bravo Company, and it's going to be Bravo Company until the end of the series. Like it's this is Bravo Company, this is Charlie, this is the Airborne Unit. And like it follows the stories of each one, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I think the the MCU did it right. Is because even though they're all separate movies, like the characters are going between them, um, so you can get uh, a better look at them that way. Uh, you can expand on them more. Uh, you can also see if there's interest in the character that way. Like, when Spider-Man popped up in Civil War, I'm pretty sure a bunch of nerds probably busted nuts. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're like, okay, now it's a possibility we can do more Spider-Man movies. Because, like, The Amazing Spider-Man was great, but they just stopped after two. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know the reasons behind that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're in talks for making another one like i know andrew garfield is 100 percent down for it yeah i think they're but with that one like they try to do again too much like it's one of the things that some movies um either fail at or or like that's their cause of their demise is they're just trying to put so much into a movie because they're like oh we have all this material we have all this thing we gotta we gotta do this 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 and this Whereas you can just be like, okay, let's like relax. You don't need everything in there in order to draw people in. Like mm-hmm. I know that's it's what you're trying to do is, is just create multiple selling points for a film, um, and that's what ended up happening there. And even uh, um, they consulted Kevin Feige on on the script and everything like that. And even he said he was like, hey, like there's there's a lot going on. Like, you need to trim it down, um, get rid of some things. You don't need so much stuff. Like he, And then they were just like, oh, yeah, okay. And then he just went and ahead and did it. And even with, the, um, like, Spider-Man 3, they did a lot of odd choices for the movie, which ended up, which was the cause of no Spider-Man 4. Yeah. Um, with Tobey Maguire. Um. So, yeah, I definitely agree, like, the differences there between MCU and just Marvel in general. X-Men did a pretty good job of just the first three, of uh, fleshing out characters, and then they were just basically just, hey, we'll just do Wolverine movies, because that's where our money's at yeah. with the character and with the, the casting, because Hugh Jackman was a perfect Wolverine, 
other than his height. Yeah. But but no one's going to call out a tall king. Um, that's another thing I, I think there's the Hollywood has issues with is that they they don't so much care about making a good movie as they do uh, making a big profit. Yeah. Like, uh, you can make the best movie in the world, but if the studio doesn't think it's going to make money, then they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a bit, a bit of a shame. Like, I think it should be, has this director done well in the past? Have they, like, are they good movies first off? Like, the, the, the writing, the directing, the, 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 the casting, everything like that. That's what I think it should be based off of. Because if you can get those three things down, money's going to come rolling in. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't see, uh, movies, in, like, crushing it at box offices that are terrible. Um, and I think that's something that they need to work on now. Like, instead of having it, uh, the studio have so much influence, it should just be, they're the fucking bank. Like, you, uh, a director comes up to you with an idea, you look into their past, see, like, have they done this well? Have they done this well? Have they done this well? Um, and then you just give them a budget. You don't micromanage, you don't do shit like that. Uh, you should trust the creators to create. Um... And if you're taking stuff from, like, books or, or video games or, or comics, something like that, get the fucking author if you can. Yeah. Because there's, there's no reason that you should fuck something up like that. Like, one example I can think of where they didn't... I don't think they had too much influence from the, the author was uh, The Mist by Stephen King, or when they did the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King, that was one of the ones that he didn't he didn't mind it. Like, I think he enjoyed the movie, and he said that uh, the ending was uh, on par, if not better, than what he wrote in the book. Yeah. Um, I have never read the book, to be fair, uh, so I don't know the ending in there, but the, the fucking... <laughs> the ending is so... I shouldn't be laughing because it's a sad ending. Like, it's the... The car dies, and they're on a highway filled with, like, spooky monsters in the mist, and they have six people in the car and five bullets. So the dad's like, all right, we're going to bang, 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 bang. And then he's just click, click, click. And then about 20 seconds later, the army rolls in and it clears everything away. So he just murdered his entire family. I think I would just walk outside and be like, hey, you guys need some help? Yeah, just give me a gun. Just give me a gun. Just give me the gun. Um, Yeah, there, there's no reason that they can't. Unless the person is unavailable or dead, use the 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 person that made the source material if you can. Um, I don't believe. I don't know when this went into production, but I don't believe Stanley was alive for it. No, he passed in. I think just before Endgame came out. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, the the other ones, like Spider-Man Far From Home, didn't have a, a Stanley cameo in it. The last cameo he did was um, for Endgame. But, yeah, even, like, he was big on cameos. And, and Kevin Feige himself has actually worked on majority of Marvel films. Yeah. Even, like, pre-MCU. Like, he was on board with the, the X-Men movies, the fan, like, the Fantastic Four movies, everything like that. Um. But yeah, all you need is like 
you need the if you're basing it off of anything, you need those people um, that created it to be on board with you. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, well, I I bought the rights, so do what I want. Yeah, it's one of those things where you just like you just have them involved. The the Mortal Kombat movie, like they had, um, they did some consulting with Ed Boon, who who created Mortal Kombat. So at least like story wise and stuff like that, or, or even on character design for on your scripts, like it's simple things like that, that will take your movie from being like, okay, even just like, okay to good, just right there. Just consulting your source material properly. Yeah. Now I do know the MCU changes quite a bit of things comparatively to the comics, but they also make up for it in being, uh, good quality writing and stuff like that so it's almost like you can forgive a few missteps or a few changes from the source material because you actually um, have good writing or good direction yeah or like good acting throughout uh i also don't mind like the mcu changing certain stuff because like if you're taking like iron man for example that was written in the 60s it's fine to change some stuff because you have to update certain things. Um, probably like Tony Stark in the sixties, they had a, his, his home computer was like half of his house. Yeah. Whereas now like the phone in my hand is way like infinitely more powerful than, than Iron Man's computer back in the sixties. Um, stuff like that. I don't mind changing, but like just changing shit for the sake of changing it. Don't. Yeah. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't, then then change it. Um, characters, I, I think certain ones do need to be changed nowadays because, uh, well, I, when when referring to like comics and stuff like that, because it was like, oh, who's the hero this time? Is it going to be the 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 middle aged white guy or the young white guy? Yeah. <laughs> like the the selection of heroes is it's not the best. Um, so stuff like that, I have no issues with changing because like. You gotta be more inclusive, um, but yeah, like th- there's no excuse for not using the source material. Yeah, it's there. You have it. Use it. Have you or like talk to the fans? I'm sure you could pay a group a group of ten people that have read. Uh, let's use the Dark Tower for uh, just an example. Like you can hire a group of ten people, pay them a thousand dollars a day which is fucking chump change compared to whatever everything else that you're paying and put them in a room with the writers have them read the script yeah and then be like okay what needs to be changed what would you add um or what is just just flat out wrong yeah like if they even put like two fans in the room in with the writers of the dark tower movie Shit would have been canceled, or those writers would have been fucking killed. Yeah, yeah, because the the even the the source material people, um, like the authors, like even they don't see like certain things or like, and, and the MCU is is cool because it's got a lot of uh, um, Easter eggs and stuff like that throughout, and references and and, and stuff like that to different parts in the comic. I know a lot. There are a lot of license plates now. Like, they, that's, like, the license plate is Stan Lee's birthday. Yeah. As if to keep the cameos in. 
Um, I'm not sure what the cameo is for Eternals for this, but um, just seeing that, seeing the Celestials um, almost made me question um, Ego a bit from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because these Celestials were fucking, like, yoked. And Ego was maybe, he was just, like, fresh, or that's how he did. Because unless he, like, the seed himself was the planet and... But it makes you wonder about, like, the past writings because he seemed very minuscule um, as compared to these Celestials. I thought we talked about this in one of them. Because I remember reading something that he's not actually a Celestial. Yeah. I don't think, I think in the comics he wasn't actually a Celestial. I'm not sure. Um, Ego was a soul. God damn it. Stop fucking with me with these goddamn ads. Uh, Ego was a celestial, a primordial, and a powerful being, being and the biological father of Peter Quill. A living planet with a humanoid extension of himself. I'm not sure. But I thought it was like he wasn't actually. Ego belongs to a primordial race known as the Celestials. Okay. He came into existence millions of years ago as a flickering brain-like organism, parentless and bodiless, floating adrift in the vacuum of space alone. Over this vast period of isolation, Ego learned to manipulate the molecules around him, creating a protective sheath. Over the course untold of untold eons, Ego continued to build planetary components layer by layer until this core was, which eventually turned into a lifelike planet, the interstellar coordinates of Ego Planet Union. You know that. So maybe ego is what happens if there's not, like he's what happens if a celestial is just born naturally instead of like shoved in a planet and incubated for millions of years. Yeah. Because like, and that's another question I had because they said that they've been doing this for millions of years. Like uh, Ajax says that to Icarus, I believe. Um, But they said new celestials only come about every billion years. Yeah. Like, one new celestial every billion years. So maybe... Well, maybe the... Uh, uh, maybe the Eternals have only been doing it for so long. Because he originally... Um, oh, fuck. I can't think of it. We just told his name. Prime Star. Arisham? Arisham. There it is. Um, he... Uh, say, like, he created the Deviants first yeah. to help... Um, whatever life that would go on. So maybe he is putting like, he puts the seeds in the planets and then obviously you need to wait for the planets to actually have some form of life. And then, then he would send the deviants there to help intelligent life grow. But then they just ended up that. So maybe the Eternals themselves have only been doing it for millions of years, but um, the Celestials have been growing on these planets. Um, or at least planted in these planets for for some time because the prime celestial has been around since like the beginning yeah since there was only darkness yeah like that's the that's the mcu lore is that they created the first sun and the first planets yeah um shunning what's his name null i believe into the the black void um i don't know it's just i would like some explanations on the timeline and which is something that I find that's one of the only things that the MCU does poorly is like explaining certain timelines of things. 
Yeah. Um, or at least giving it to us explicitly. Like sometimes it's like, oh, present day versus like this is thirty years ago. Um. Yeah, I would just like to know like what the fuck was going on because that whole wall of memories that that seemed like a lot. Yeah. Like that was multiple planets. Um, and I you don't know how long they have to stay on the planet. Like I'm assuming because they don't leave uh, until the celestial bursts forward. Yeah. From what I've seen, it's never explicitly said. Um, but yeah, it does. It it doesn't make sense to me because like even if they've been doing it for millions and millions of years, mm-hmm. like unless they said billions of years, then I would be like, okay, that makes sense because they're, they've done it for multiple celestials that yeah. is confirmed. But that means that they were, they're billions of years old, like multiple of billions of years old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then again, they don't actually have, they don't say when the seeds were planted or if it was just like they make a new sun, they form the planets around it, and then they they plant the seeds and then wait for life to happen if it happens. Yeah. I also wondered, because um, when you get to the, uh, after you get to the end of the movie, um, uh, Athena, uh, Druig, and uh, Makari are all out. Uh, I'm going to go tell the other other eternals that are around like what the fuck's actually been going on um and then you get um eros show up i think it's eros yeah is that the bad guy's name star fox played by harry styles star fox is that yeah that's what uh pip the troll says um but yeah he shows up and he says He's a fellow Eternal, um, but he's a brother of Thanos. Now, in the comics, Thanos is a deviant. Yeah. Um, like, that's the, that's the definition. So, if he's an Eternal... Oh, sorry. Um, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where they take it from there, because it just seems odd that the, the brother of Thanos, who... It, really was just like the mad titan like he didn't really say what he was and he also wanted to wipe out okay never mind it makes it makes a lot of sense that's what i like just came into my head like maybe that's the reason why thanos wanted because it's also it never explains how his planet got fucked yeah um i'm assuming it wasn't a celestial only because, like, in the little cutscene thing when it showed the Celestial popping out of the planet, the planet fucking disappeared. Yeah. Um, so maybe, like, there was something that happened. Like, it was a natural disaster or something like that. Maybe the um, the Celestial was just tiny. An underdeveloped photos. Um, but that's what I was assuming why Thanos wanted to do. Or that's just another reason why he had that mission to kill like half of all life because that would set them back years and years and years like the on earth anyways i think that would have happened like in two years if the snap had never happened it would have happened way 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 sooner yeah yeah that actually makes sense because he he also it says that the reason why he wants to do it is so that the remaining life can thrive Mm -hmm. like it's not uh um it's not like in the comic books where he wants to do it so that death will fall in love with him yeah because that's basically what he wants to do for the comics 
But that actually would clear up a lot of MCU stuff. Like, yeah, he's a big bad villain. Yeah, he wants to wipe out everything. But now that would make a lot of sense that he wants, like, he can still be a deviant. He still wants his kind to survive. But also uh, wants the rest of humanity to survive and to stop these celestials from mm-hmm. coming forward. That's uh, And maybe he just sided with the deviants. Because I'm assuming this isn't the first time the deviants have gained sentience. Like, they have the ability to evolve over millions and millions and millions of years. Like, if they're left on a planet unchecked, easily they could they could take over and become, like, the, the dominant species on that planet. Yeah. So who's to say there aren't smart uh, deviants out there? Yeah. I, I, I would like to see more people from Thanos' home planet. Um, cause like, it might not even be the planet he was born on. It might've just been the planet, the last planet that he was on. The one where he finally like stood up and and decided, no, fuck the, or the, the celestials. Like, I think all these people deserve to live. Yeah. Which I like, I still don't understand that the, the Eternals, uh, their line of thinking like yeah, well, they're stopping billions of lives from being created. That doesn't negate the fact that you're killing billions of lives. Yeah. Just to like have the possibility of it happening. Yeah. That's like that's like me. I don't even know. I can't come up with an example. It's just like I'm gonna kill a bunch of kids because then people will have more kids. Or maybe that would just be too sad to to have those kids. Like, taking lives for the possibility of them maybe being created doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And I guess it's it's, that one's more of a a devotion thing and a faith thing and whatever your cause is. Which, um, yeah, if we're going to put labels on it, it's definitely like... uh, uh, Icarus was Roman Catholic for sure, like church or die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Kingu is, uh, um, I guess, would lean towards atheism. Like I'd he, say Christianity. He, but he's like one of the good Christians where he's like, yeah, I accept your beliefs. Like you, you choose to believe this is what I believe, and yeah. I'm going to stick to it, but I'm not going to force it on you or I'm not going to – judge you or yeah the violent. ideal christian I should yeah say. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no that's uh these are some good points other than that like it's a it's a great film uh number one character um karoon oh yeah 100 absolutely like i'm so glad that he actually got a poster because when we saw this in theaters like he was like in some scenes the best part of that scene oh 100 i i want to like i don't know if this is Maybe I shouldn't say it, but I, like he does this a lot when he talks. Like whenever he starts a sentence, he'll, he'll start doing this, and I don't yeah. know if that's a cultural thing or if that's from like his his previous career experience. Because you said, uh, yeah. I believe you said, anyways, yesterday that he was like a, a Bollywood comedian for a long, yeah. a long time. Yeah. He's so huge. I didn't know if that was just like part of a character that he played or if he was just doing this, but. Uh, I think that if Karun had the Unimind, he, he could have saved the planet and the Celestial. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. He was uh, great. And like like I said, when we were watching it, I would love a team up 
of all these like side characters like Karun, um I want Katie in there, uh, Louise, Dopinder, uh, Dopinder from Deadpool because now Deadpool is going to be coming in. Um, all the like, they're not comedic things, but it's sort of like they're the normal people to ground the superhero. Yeah, um, which is something that you need in in all these in, in any film, like any hero, you need something that will help ground them, so to make them more relatable because it's. That's why Superman has Lois Lane. Yeah. Um, that's why Batman has Alfred. Like, it's... Um, Tony has pe- uh, uh, Pepper. Um, it helps. Tony has Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Tony needs Gary. Yeah. Gary needs, needs to get on the roof. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's all those things um, all wrapped up, and, and it just helps. And in this movie, it was it was it was good. And after talking about it, like there, there are points in it that I'm just like, oh, it's questionable, like the timelines and stuff like that, um, the jumping around in between. Like I, I don't mind it if it's done well. Um, what I found with this one, there's not like there wasn't great transitions between uh, when you go from present day to to past. Mm-hmm. Whereas with some, you're just like. Like you go to open a door, and then the way that that opens up in the camera, it jumps into like the memory or something like that. Yeah, there's definitely movies that have done um, transitions way better, but this movie was good. Um, with the uh, with the movie, we came up with a uh, amazing meal. Actually, tasted very good. Uh, deviant steaks with uh, veggies and potatoes. And then a nice uh, Sprite Shirley Temple. Um, very good. Chopped up some, uh, Jordan came up with the idea, chopped up some hot peppers, some banana peppers with some tzatziki. Put it right on top of the steak. Yes, it's fine. You can do that. You do whatever you want. With they were shit steaks. Yeah. yeah they were they're deviants. They're tough as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then uh, what we got for, uh, I guess we'll do our ratings. Even though we went on huge tangents, it's fine. At least we solved the Thanos issue. That's that's the title right there. We figured out Thanos. <laughs> figured out Thanos. The true and purpose. Watch the Eternals. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with an eight on this one. Um, good comedy. Uh, the characters are all cool. I would have liked some of them to be a little bit more fleshed out. Um, like Makari was just like absent for a good chunk until like the end um so you, you focus on a few characters but left some out um uh, but yeah other than that like the visuals were nice the the powers even though he had um sort of redundant ones that have already been done in the past like he, it still seemed like it was a fresh take so that's a solid eight out of ten for me i'm also gonna give it an eight uh it, it wasn't a perfect movie um but it, it was a lot better than a lot of the stuff i've seen recently um the effects were great uh, i would have liked a little bit more uh a little bit more clarity when it comes to the timelines um but it's not like it, it ruined the story or anything for me uh i didn't have that much of an issue with like the the flip-flopping back in the past because i noticed uh the clothes was always the dead giveaway like if they were wearing modern clothes they were in the modern times if they were in their uniforms obviously until the end of the movie 
um, they were like back in the past fighting the deviants because that's not what I thought it was. It was just like their their deviant fighting outfits. Um, I, I would have liked to see more of uh, like uh, certain characters, like I've said, um, but the only way they can do that is if they draw the movie out to like three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Um, which, in all honesty, I feel like the the hardcore fans will watch. Oh yeah. If they released uh, the like the regular cut, then the the director's cut at the same time, I think that'd be a good experiment to do. Honestly, like you release just the the theatrical version, and then maybe like two weeks later, put out the the director's cut or like the, the four hour cut. See how much, or which one makes more. Apparently, Sony's doing that with No Way Home. In March. Really. Yeah, I'd assume it was just to help extend it to see how how much money it can make because it yeah. just passed. Uh, I think last week it passed Avatar. Oh, nice for really? domestic. Oh shit! So I knew it was coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, you guys let us know what uh, what you thought of the movies. Um, let us know if there's something you want us to watch, and we'll uh, uh, we'll see if we can derive a meal out of that. Um, but yeah. Uh, next week, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do next week for a movie yet. There's no new MCU ones. And I don't think Spider-Man comes out on digital yet. Not yet, so you'd have to either go back to the theaters or find a cam copy. Yeah. We do have that the, the movie list, Yeah. so we can go through that. I'm almost feeling like uh, I'm almost getting in a Lord of the Rings move. Almost. Oh, I'm always in a Lord of the Rings mood. Those movies are great. I watched the entirety of the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, we got chronological that order. Yeah, I want to watch Clone Wars. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll follow up with you next week, and then you can come back for a uh, for a surprise. You know, it's like uh, uh, it's like hidden cameos in Marvel movies. But yeah, you guys uh, take care, enjoy yourselves. We'll see you on the next one. Don't forget to wipe. <laughs>